0: It's your boy, J.C. Bones. I am the Smarkslayer, Doc Haas. Hey, and it's me, the third man, Johnny Smarks. And we are the Fourth
1: Wall Wrestlecast, and you can catch us every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. And if you enjoy the Fourth Wall experience, come join the fam by going to patreon.com slash Wrestlecast,
0: where you can receive early access to our shows for as low as $1 a month, $3 a month, get you more exclusive content for your weekly. The kayfabe consumption
1: five and ten dollars get you all of that and so much more so come be a part of the biggest draw for the critics
0: the marks the casual and
1: the hardcore do i have everybody's attention now
0: King Kong is climbing the Empire State Building, but here comes the Calvary!
1: Introducing first, from parts unknown, our resident Mark, Johnny Smart. Smart. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Next, coming down the aisle, the unstoppable force, the immovable object, Doc
0: Haas. I can't help it. That I'm custom made, I can't help it, that I look good, smell good, whoo, can't dance all night long.
1: And here is your host, the baby face of podcasting, JC Bobbler. You know what? You just made the list.
0: Elizabeth, go right, not going left. Can I ask a question, Macho Man? Or question, question. You're listening to the Fourth Wall WrestleCast.
1: Oops, I'm breaking the fourth
0: wall. Wall.
1: What up, fam? Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Welcome to the fourth wall WrestleCast. I am your host with the most, the baby face of podcasting, the J.C. Bones Experience. And I am accompanied by the good doctor, the best tag team partner a man could ever ask for, introducing the Doc Haas Experience. War, 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 war,
0: war. Oh, wait, 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 wait. That's <laughs> no, not- Viking, Ooh. Viking, Viking. Viking. That doesn't have the same ring to it. It not really was doesn't. actually reading today that had nothing to do with war. Vince just didn't like the name. Sleeps. I also
1: Sleeps. heard that they had another name in store called the Berserkers before they decided yeah. <laughs> the last minute on the Viking experience. Don't know how true that to, is.
0: Were they going to dress like the Berserker?
1: That would be terrible. Well he used to say—he used to grab his hand and say something like "hoof, hoof, hoof" or something. Oh, it's terrible. But we're going to talk about that and so much more. But Doc, how excited are you to talk about other wrestling that's not WWE today?
0: Yeah, yeah, we got a lot to catch up on with that since we've been focusing so much on WWE with WrestleMania season. Yeah, definitely. Um, the WrestleMania is coming, and gone, and uh, and since it. And since then, we've actually had some really cool stuff happen on the indies. Stuff, uh, of course, AEW keeps growing and growing, but some real cool stuff happened to us when, on the Thursday before Mania, we got to go up to the Garden, myself, you, and Smarky, and we were at the uh, AAA Presser.
1: Yes. And so we're going to talk about that, but first... If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to episode 22 of the 4th Wall Wrestlecast. If you enjoy the 4th Wall experience, there are a few ways you can show your support. First, you can catch us every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network and we're available on all major podcast platforms, so please be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Next, be sure to follow us on all social media Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Wall Wallcast with the number 4. Next, buy our merch we have merchandise available for sale at represent.com so go to represent.com and search for wrestle addict radio and pick up your fresh fourth wall merch and last but not least Become a member of the Fourth Wall Fam by going to patreon.com slash Fourth Wall WrestleCast, where for as low as $1 a month, you will receive early access to our weekly shows. $3 gets you exclusive content, and $5 and $10 gets you all of that and so much more. Any donation, big or small, goes a long, long way in helping us give you the best quality content. each and every week, it helps us strengthen our Wi-Fi, increase our bandwidth, get us better gear, so we can record the best quality content for our fam. So please go to Patreon.com/FourthWallWrestleCast. Before we get into today's show, I do want to thank everyone once again who came to our tailgate and helped us raise money to donate to the Ronald McDonald House. We have raised over four hundred dollars, and you know what? People are still donating money. So, I'm going to leave this open for about another week and see how much more money we can make. Because I have a goal of us hitting $500 or more to donate to the Ronald McDonald House. So, if any listeners out there are interested in showing their support, please send us an email at fourthwallcastgmail.com. At That's fourthwallcast spelled out F O U R T H. So, without further ado, let's get into today's show. So as Doc was saying, we're going to talk about our experience. We were live at the AAA press conference at Madison Square Garden back on April 4th. Then we're going to take an adventure on the indies, and we're going to discuss the G1 Supercard, Ring of Honor, and AEW. Then we're going to touch on some current events, discuss the WWE superstars that are currently suffering from the injury bug, New signings to the PC, and last but not least, the fallout from the superstar shakeup. So, Doc, let's start this baby off with some news from the Triple
0: A press conference. So, we got to go up there on the Thursday, in the April 4th, Thursday before WrestleMania, and you know, we were i wasn't really sure what to expect. I didn't know if there was just going to be a bunch of suits talking about the car or their announcement, or it was actually going to be wrestlers there. And it actually was way more, I know, than I expected. So let's just get right into the details. Um, Basically, what the press conference is for is AAA, as they're calling it, invading New York City on Sunday, September 15th. And they're going to be doing their first ever show at the, at Madison Square Garden in the arena. They've run shows at the theater before. And they've run shows in New York before. This is their first major arena show. So it's, this is another, first off, another promotion getting in on the garden while WWE and the garden have their little hissy fight.
1: And w- what is the date of that show, Doc? Uh, September fifteenth, and who's going to be there, Bones? Oh, I think me, you.
0: Oh, and that, that third man on the fourth yeah. wall, Smarky, and yeah, that third man. No, he'll be there. Um, before we go on, I have to be in, I'll, I'll thank um for the whole crew. I got to thank Eric Gardner, who helped us from uh from the Oakview group, helped us get into this. Eric's a uh, good college buddy of mine, and John and uh, Smarky's. So, thank you very much. And uh, thank you for the Oakview Group for giving us our uh, inside inside pass again into the presser. Um, presser was pretty straightforward. They announced their show. They opened it with the Triple Mania '26 type video. Uh, they talked about some history. And basically, what AAA is looking to do is they're looking to for a big expansion to America. They see that wrestling's becoming it's in it's getting towards being in right now. There's a lot of people and there's a lot of renewed interest from people our age who maybe haven't watched in a while. And AAA is getting in on. It. They're seeing what AEW is doing. They're seeing what NJPW and RH is doing. And they have money. They put on big cards. Why not try? Why not try America? Right. And it's also interesting how AAA and
1: AEW already announced they have a working relationship. And I wonder how that's going to in turn affect AAA as they invade New York City.
0: Not sure AEW is going to affect it, but we should probably talk about impact wrestlers and the effect they had on on the press conference. So in the middle of the press conference, um, they bring out the wrestlers that were there. Um, Let's talk about the wrestlers that were there. We had Conan. We had Daga, we had Puma King, we had Aerostar, Phoenix, Drago, Taya Valkyrie, Tessa Blanchard, Blue Demon Jr., Pentagon Jr. So a star-studded list of, mm-hmm. of, of wrestlers there. Uh, Tessa Blanchard came out with a noticeable scowl on her face. Um, and in the middle of the press conference, her and Taya, like, Basically get in character and start having a press conference like we're about the fight moment, which was really awesome. Like I was really enjoying the shit out of that, man. Yes, and if you want to see a video clip of that, check out the
1: 4th Wall WrestleCast Twitter and Instagram page. Because I'm pretty sure we posted that before Dave Meltzer got to it. So if you want to see it, you saw it here first,
0: fam. <laughs> saw it here first, baby. Um, Tessa brought up Impact in, in her promo. Entire. So I wonder if Impact's going to have a tie-in with the show. It looks like maybe we're going to do Tessa versus Taya at this September the September not 9th, 15th show. Uh, the show doesn't have a name yet. There are no television rights yet. That was my one question to uh, AAA general manager Dorian Roldan, who's kind of he's pretty much the Vince McMahon of um, AAA. And my one question to him was, is it going to be on TV, streaming rights? Can you tell us any of that? He had nothing for us. Uh, The other big question um, that was asked, of course, is will Cain Velasquez be there? Uh, For those of you who aren't hip to that news yet, Cain Velasquez, super famous, uh, legendary UFC fighter. Des signed a contract to work with A. He is working Triple Mania, I believe, in a six-man tag match. Um, still, no word. Just rumors that he's going to be at the show, and they're nothing more than rumors. So, I'm not going to comment or 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 solidify that any further. Um, if he's at the show, that's a huge, huge draw. He is a huge MMA star, Cain Velasquez. Yes, definitely. And from
1: what I've heard, too, uh, the contract that Kane potentially has signed is a short contract. It's not for a long term with Triple A. So probably he's I think he's going to be involved, obviously, with Triple Mania, but also some of their first invasions here in the States to really help bring awareness again to the Lucha Libre culture and the Lucha Libre style of wrestling, because, you know, I want to touch on uh, when Conan, Uh, had the mic and he was answering some questions. Conan brought up a very good point. We were all introduced to Lucha Libre back in the 90s when Eric Bischoff bought a lot of the Lucha Libre cruiserweights over to WCW and introduced cruiserweight and Lucha Libre style wrestling. Uh, Actually, I should back that up a little bit. I should say Paul Heyman bought them over first to ECW because he had guys like Rey Mysterio, Benoit, Guerrero. But Bischoff is the one that gave them a bigger platform to be on national television for people actually to, to turn on their TV and watch them. Um, I think we could all agree that Vince McMahon, when they all went to WWE, didn't really do a very good job of really promoting that Lucha Libre style or even the cruiserweights. And, you know, all of what's happening now with our current cruiserweights. Yeah, yeah,
0: nothing's really changed outside of Rey Mysterio. He hasn't known what to do with like, any cruiserweight ever. Exactly.
1: So uh, I'm, I'm very happy that they're looking to do this to raise awareness, again, for the Lucha Libre culture. And, of course, getting that mainstream draw, like Kane Velasquez, will really help bring the eyes onto their
0: product. All right. And... And I think they're going to sell this card out. There's a huge uh, Mexican and Mexican-American presence in New York City metropolitan area. Uh, so it's a, it makes perfect sense to start their journey here. They are looking to expand fully into America. Um, they're working with the Oakview Group, who has a lot of contacts with all the different arenas in the country. And together, they're hoping to really they have big plans. They really want to take this as national as they possibly can.
1: And if anyone's interested on going to this event at Madison Square Garden on September 15th, tickets go on sale when, Doc? I
0: don't know. Cinco uh, my notes. de Mayo. Oh right, right, right. Oh, such I an easy up. date Shit. to remember. Know, Cinco de Mayo. It was too and easy he, to remember. Yes, uh, they talked about AAA that 64 tickets. times in the press conference. Yep. And I don't have. I'm looking at my notes, and I. I'm sorry, fam. I took shitty notes. Good. But Bones was just like, "When doc?" And he was waiting for me to hit I that was perfect waiting. answer. I fucking struck out, much like the Yankees have been striking out this season. Ooh, so <laughs> So, yeah, so
1: Cinco de Mayo tickets for the AAA Madison Square Garden show will be available. So if you want to come meet us, we're going to be there live. Uh, if you're not there, be sure to check out our our episode following that event. We'll give you full results. Maybe we'll Absolutely. give you uh, a special episode of
0: Aftermath. What we should try to do is try to get Yugo Savinovich just to record a bunch of like different like takes of him calling things because he was at the presser he pretty much stole the presser he was the man is he not <laughs> the most
1: charismatic like guy we, we, we we've seen in such a long time the like, dude's been in the game for
0: so long and he still got it it's like if a soccer commentator commentated wrestling yes it's the best way i could describe you go savinovich But anyway, that's all the news from the presser. We will, once again, we will be there on the 15th. We'll get you all the results. And uh, we're looking forward to Triple A's expansion into America. And we're looking forward to being there right at the beginning, to the fourth wall fam at least. Yes. And, you know, I've been saying it
1: since our first days, our infant days of of doing this podcast. What a great time to be a wrestling fan. We have access to so much wrestling now that, I mean, some people say it's too much. If you really love wrestling and you're passionate about it like we are, it's never too much. Yeah, so. It's not
0: so much that it's too much. It's just nice that you have options. Exactly. You know. Of tons of options. Like say, I, say I have six hours a week to dedicate to watching wrestling. I can maybe watch SmackDown, Dynamite, and NXT. Mm-hmm. Dynamite, Dynamite, R-O-H, Ooh. NXT. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. about dynamite i'm I'm getting ready for it it. i'm getting ready for dynamite
1: speaking of dynamite we're gonna get into some talk some talks uh some for some promotions over on the indies so doc you want to go on an adventure ladies and gentlemen now presenting adventures Adventures on the
0: All right, fam. So let's talk about the G1 Supercar with ROH and NJPW, their garden show. Obviously, with all the mania talk, we haven't got to talk much about this. Let's go back and uh, talk about the first ever major pro wrestling show or the first major pro wrestling show to be held at the garden since. Since WWE became an official thing in the early sixties, mm. I guess is, is, is how uh, they, is how they they marketed it. And uh, hell of a show, much like Mania, a long show. Lots of uh, lots of people saying the show was really long. And much like Mania, by the time the main event got around, there's been a little bit of en- little bit of energy missing from the crowd. But at the same time, these are some of the best wrestlers in the world, and there's a lot of. A lot of great matches and a lot, and a couple of huge title changes in the main event. Uh, one ending a very long reign and one ending a very short reign. Let's talk about the short reign as Okada wins his fifth IWGP Heavyweight title over Jay White, who just won at Wrestle Kingdom. Very interesting. Not a long title reign for White. Um, is does that mean they're just not ready to give him? Give him the reins, and they're just resting on Okada still, much like WWE did for Cena for years. Not that ok- I mean, Okada is a much better wrestler than Cena. I'll tell you that right now. He's probably my favorite in NJPW. Uh, he's one of the best workers in the world. The guys put on seven-star matches, so it's understandable why you put him on top of your promotion. And Just uh, interesting that he got the call over. He got the... Uh, He got over White so quickly after White's uh, title win.
1: Yeah, I I don't think Jay White's run as the leader of the Bullet Club can uh, shadows Balor, Styles, or Omega at all. Like we had said originally when we knew that Omega was leaving to go to AEW and Jay White was going to take over, that he was going to run that same... Um, that same route that the other three that we just mentioned uh, took as well. As the leader of the Bullet Club, the face of of, of New Japan, you're gonna hold the, the title. You're going to be in the main events. They gave him a short run, and I think they just saw they see more in what they have in Kazuchika Okada. I mean, they know they have something good, and there's no point in changing it. I actually I, think yeah. I think Tanahashi was supposed to have a longer run, but I did read recently that he does have an injury. So I don't know if that was a lingering injury, which is why he lost it. Uh, so quickly to Jay White. But right. Either way, I think Jay White was just a—he was just a space holder until they got to this event uh, to
0: give to put the belt back on Okada. Yeah, that's exactly what it seems like, and you know you can't go wrong with Okada, right? Five-time champ, some of the greatest matches in pro wrestling history. Let's talk about the other title, the other big title change, other big world title change on the ROH and uh, Jay Lethal's epic title reign as ROH world champion comes to an end, thanks to Matt Taven, who uh, won an epic triple threat ladder match that also also involved Marty Scurll from Dylan Enterprises. Yeah, very
1: interesting. I don't know much about Matt Taven, but I really think Ring of Honor is looking at him to be one of their top contenders. Obviously, they, they trust him enough to give him the ROH title, but I really think that Ring of Honor right now is looking to revamp a lot of their main event scene. I mean, Jay Lethal has had the Ring of Honor Championship so many times in the past two to three years alone. I think it's time, again, in this case, it's time they start giving it to someone new. It's kind of the opposite of, you know, New Japan where they put it back on Okada. I think Ring of Honor needs to get some new main event faces going on over there.
0: All right, so let's talk about what was arguably the match of the night, um, the IWGP Intercontinental Championship match. Kota Ibushi Getting the over Tetsuya Naito. This is probably the closest thing to a five-star match tonight. Two of, once again, two just awesome workers who just are so fluid in the ring with each other.
1: Yeah, I really have to go back and watch this match because I've, I've heard nothing but great things about it. I've heard that this is a complete classic. They got just over 20 minutes to, to put on a clinic in the ring, and honestly... Any match with Naito and Ibushi in it, let alone them together in the ring, is going to be a
0: classic. The the only thing that would probably keep this from being a five-star, there was a rough segment in the match where Ibushi got dropped on his head and neck like really, really bad. It looked ugly. Obviously, he finished a match and everything went off as uh, planned. But man, the the storytelling with these two... Um, there's tons of drama. They're so good at getting the audience invested. They got they were so good at getting the audience invested in the match. And no, I said outside of the uh, Ibushi almost dying <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> This is probably probably the match tonight. the night. And uh, before we move on, let's talk about one other big wrestling news um story to come out of uh, the G One Supercard. The Girls of Destiny are now ROH and IWGP heavyweight tag team champions. Uh, They won the Fatal 4-Way match over PCO and Brody Kane, Villain Enterprises, Evil and Sonata, and the Briscoes. But the real story happened after the match when our friends Enzo and Cass, now known as the Free Agents Z.
1: No, Free Agent Z. Z. Free free Agent Z.
0: They're actually called... On that's a free a, agent Z, yeah, Evan Hurd is actually agency. like pronounced that. that's stupid.
1: Yeah, they, they caught a promo uh, that weekend
0: on uh Twitter. Oh, I didn't the see that. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, my yeah. Anyway, so they invaded the supercard and had I will say a good segment because you couldn't really tell if it was a work or a shoot at the time. It was a now we know it was a work to shoot because I mean, they were taking some stiff shots in the Briscoes and Bully Rain, they were delivering stiff shots. It was, it was, it looked. It looked like it was a shoot and it looked violent. So kudos to that. But I'm going to give a thumbs down to ROH for even giving Enzo and Cass the fucking time of day.
1: Yeah, especially at an event like that. Like, here's the thing. Let's think back to when Enzo and Cass were in NXT and they first came up to the main roster. They were fan favorites. I don't think the two of them are amazing in-ring technicians, but they're a great team. So I think that if they do get signed to, let's say, Ring of Honor, they're going to make a great addition to their tag division. But right now, there's been no talks about if they're signed or not. It looks like they're just free agents doing whatever they can. And I read an, um, an interview, I think, with Enzo, and they are really looking to... Use the social media platform to really help sell their brand, which is now Enzo, spelled N-Z-O, and then Kaz-XL uh, as the free agency. So it's interesting to see what's going to happen with these two, and I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see them under contract anywhere right away, and they just keep doing some random run-ins at different shows, just again to 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 make a statement, make them their names big on social media until eventually someone gives them the right dollar figure, and then boom, they get picked up.
0: Then now I was also reading reading some reports saying that ROH is very there's very there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, friction backstage. As to whether Enzo and Cass would be uh, valuable additions to ROH, I know there was a lot of debate on how that segment was going to go down. I read it first; it was just going to be Enzo grabs Briscoe from the crowd and then is escorted away from security, and that somehow turned into them jumping into the actual air, into the actual ringside area and starting an invasion. Um, this, I think, there's a, there's a power struggle going on backstage at ROH right now. Uh, Bully Ray is involved in this power struggle. He's getting more and more influence backstage. Um, Bully Ray was involved in that Enzo and Cass segment. So I wonder if this is a sign that he is getting more and more power in terms of booking.
1: Well, that actually leads us to our next topic. There have been some changes in Ring of Honor's developmental system. Uh, The Monster Factory, which we reported weeks back that Monster Factory is now feeding to the Ring of Honor talent roster. Uh, Danny Cage, who was their operations manager, has stepped down. And Joey Mercury stepped in to replace Cage. So, um, according to reports, both Joey Mercury and Bully Ray do have a lot of influence on the Ring of Honor booking and on their shows. So I'm interested to see how that's going to have an effect on the Ring of Honor uh, brand as a whole moving forward. Because I think that they kind of looked at G1 as... After G1 is now their refresh, they have a, they crowned a new heavyweight champion. Uh, GOD now has the, the Ring of Honor Tag Team champion. so they have some new champions in Ring of Honor. So I think this is going to be their new refresh with some new, we're going to call them creative
0: heads behind the scenes. Well, my thought is if Ray is one of the creative heads, you're going to see a much edgier... Uh, extreme product because that's what Bully Ray is all about, and we're starting to see the product get edgier on all promotional for all W yeah. on all wrestling promotion fronts. So, ROA shows a lot to be left behind. There's a lot of competition, triple A is coming. This is smart. This is Bully Ray, they and Joey Mercury are both great wrestling minds who have been in every promotion imaginable. Yep. So I in my eyes this is a plus for ROH and I think only good things can come out of it for them.
1: Yeah. And they also both have
0: had very good runs in
1: WWE which you know we all say is the mecca of wrestling. So they've got to learn from a lot of different Promotions on what to do, what not to do, what's right, what's wrong, and I think if they put their heads together, I think we'll see some big things coming out of Ring of Honor. Like you said, especially now with there's being with there being so much competition out there.
0: All right, they need a fucking better TV deal. Yes, they Speaking need to be like a big deal. Board.
1: We're still waiting for AEW to announce their TV deal.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't know. That they- Apparently they were close months ago, so yeah. something must have fell apart money-wise if they said they were close. Or they were just fucking lying to us because it's wrestling. That's what happens.
1: And it's all work. But <laughs> It's all fucking work. But, you know, let's talk about some AEW news and updates. So um, they have announced a couple matches now for Fight for the Fallen, which is going to be their third event held on July 13th. They already announced the first match was announced was Brandy Rhodes versus Allie. Ali, who's from Impact, who signed. Supposedly, the two of them have some kind of history, maybe from Impact or from Ring of Honor somewhere, but they have some history,
0: and they're trying to... They had a segment on being the Elite this week, too. Okay. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I think they're going to try and um, reignite their their old feud. Uh, The second match that was announced is Kenny Omega is going to be facing Seema. Seema is pretty much the John Cena from OWE that we got to see him at the Double or Nothing rally. Uh, he was the only person we've, we've actually met from OWE, yet, the only performer. So he's going to be facing Kenny Omega, which is going to be, I think, a uh, that right there is going to be a five-star match. Has is,
0: is Kenny Omega ever faced SEMA before? Do you know off the top of your head?
1: I don't think anyone in the States has ever faced SEMA. Okay. So I think okay. a lot of these wrestlers coming from OWE are going to face wrestlers that we know of for the first time so well, let's
0: talk let's talk about the fighter fest card that's coming together
1: hashtag on June 29th.
0: oh fighter fest oh, oh Fy- fighter fest. <laughs> Fighter. no no
1: this is real this is actually gonna happen this is actually happening i, I love how how it was such a play on words here that that cracks me up how kayfabe would it be if the fighter fest wound up not happening not happening <laughs> And they show up to the arena, but actually it's all just
0: a bunch of white tents
1: <laughs> and a bunch of porta really shitty potties
0: cafe- Really shitty school cafeteria yep. food and an awful pizza. Uh,
1: well, I don't know if they're going to be able to make really good video packages uh, down in, in Daytona Beach, Florida. But then again, you never know. They could find some nice spots in Daytona to get some models and uh, have some nice mm-hmm. video packages. But speaking of Fighter Fest, that's going to be the second show of AEW announced for June 29th. Two matches have been announced for that. One match is going to be Darby Allen uh, from Evolve, who has signed with uh, All Elite, is going to be taking on Cody. As of right now, Cody still is not booked for anything for Double or Nothing. So I believe this is the first match that he's been booked for since uh, he started AEW in January, because he's also been out on injury, nursing an injury as well. Another match which I'm really looking forward to seeing is Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks taking on Pac and the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix. That's, that's be gonna a be a kick-ass six-man tag
0: match right that's, there. That's that's some big that's some big names in a six-man. Yeah. Big na- names who you know how to fucking wrestle, man. That's gonna be fun. That's 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 can't miss. Yeah, that's can't miss wrestling.
1: You know, I have to give AEW credit. We have yet to see any of their shows, any of their events. I mean, you could you could say all in because most of us at this point have watched it either live or on, uh, on their stream. But they are really good at getting getting a buzz about their company just by giving us these matches. We haven't even seen the match yet, but the some of some of these are essentially dream matches that we've always wanted to see, and they're they're really they know how to how to make a card. So, yeah,
0: and they're and they due to what the only thing they're using to promote is being the elite.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. What is a, a YouTube channel. It's crazy. Yeah. But, you know, talking about booking matches, they are bringing back the over budget Battle Royal to Double or Nothing. And they have listed a bunch of names, and I want to name a couple names that are going to be in the Battle Royal. MJF, who we've seen now since the Double or Nothing rally has been signed, he'll be in the Battle Royal along with the infamous, legendary Glacier. Don't know what the hell he's still doing in a wrestling ring, but he'll be there. <laughs> it, it'll be nice you to see that, you, yeah,
0: you, you You didn't watch as much. You, who, it's either you or Smarky didn't watch as much Smarky WCW. didn't. I, I watched WCW, oh. so I know all you about You remember Glacier? those Glacier promos, dude? Yep. They were hyping him up like he was going to be like the greatest damn wrestler in the history of WCW. He was like, going to be like, like, cold weather sting. Yeah.
1: Do, do you want to know a little, little, little bit of information here that no one really knows? The Glacier character was actually modeled after and modeled for Rob Van Dam. Stop it. RVD was originally, well, I should say WCW wanted RVD to be Glacier but they ended up getting stuck with this guy who ended up Stop not it. being what they wanted and unfortunately from his debut on, he just, his character went straight down the tubes. I think this his most terrible. notable thing was when he teamed up with Ernest the Cat Miller.
0: Somebody call my mama. Yep. So anyway, call my
1: mama. let's <laughs> touch on a couple more, so a little more, a, not really AEW news, but some rumors and a lot of people are talking about this. So we already know Dean Ambrose, uh, I think, is officially done with WWE. Even though they're going to have a network special this Sunday for the, the, the Shields' final run or the final cut, whatever the hell they're going to call right.
0: it. It's his last house show. He's done on TV. He's got his last house show on Sunday. Yeah,
1: so I think they're going to have, like, a small card, but it's going to be a six-man tag match. The Shields going to take on Bobby Lashley, McIntyre, and Baron Corbin again. Now, um... I have seen some reports after Mania uh, that there's a, a possibility that this whole Ambrose thing could still be a work. And supposedly the superstar shakeup isn't fully done yet. And we'll get into that a little bit later on why. But uh, the reports that are coming out now after the, after the shakeup, Dean Ambrose has essentially been offered a $6 million a year contract with AEW don't know uh, how much truth there is in that, but supposedly Ambrose has already been offered a a contract, and I guess we'll wait and see. From what I understand, though, Ambrose is still under contract till the end of April, and if he has a 90-day no-compete clause, if we do see him in AEW, that'll probably put him at Fight for the Fallen later on in July.
0: So let me tell you something about that $6 million-a-year number. I know he I've seen what WWE's paying their top guys and they're not giving Dean Ambrose that much money a year. I'll tell you that right now. No. He's, it, yeah, I be Dean Ambrose might make I'm trying to remember when Forbes put the list out, he might make a mil to two mil a year in WWE. So this is a huge, huge pay raise for him. So he'd be crazy to not go. Yeah. Um, but more the more curious um, thing I want to talk about with the unhappy wrestlers that might be leaving is Sasha Banks little temper tantrum she's been throwing backstage about dropping the tag titles um, not very happy she her and Bayley both hoped that they were going to get a long reign to really establish the titles as like legitimate titles that are to be defended for and taken seriously and obviously booking out other plans because they told Sasha and Bailey like that day that they were dropping to the Iconics and Sasha hasn't been seen on TV since Bailey was Blew the hell on SmackDown this week for interrupting Ember Moon, which I loved. But Sasha hasn't been seen since. And Sasha is she also, gone? She would, I mean, she would be a huge, huge signing for AEW if she left. That's a huge signing.
1: She definitely would. Uh, she also canceled an appearance on the Wendy Williams show after WrestleMania. Uh, she tweeted about it due to some personal reason. She was not able to make make the uh, the showing uh, on the Wendy Williams show. It is interesting that Sasha has been off TV since Mania, but from what I've read, I think everyone, first of all, needs to just calm down. I don't think Sasha is going anywhere. Regardless of how Sasha has been booked, she is still one of the top female superstars that WWE promotes and advertises constantly. She is still on the posters, she still sells the merch, uh, and I, I don't think Sasha's going to leave. I think they're doing to her what they did to the revival and just said, listen, be patient, let things fall into place, and big things are going to happen down in the future. I don't know what that means for the revival because, I mean, we saw them have a um, kind of an un... What's the word?
0: Uneventful.
1: Yeah, uneventful uh, title reign with the Raw Tag Team titles. And unfortunately, they were not shooken up but we'll get to that later. So I don't know what that means. I mean, I I think right now, until we hear an official statement from either Sasha or WWE, I don't think she's going anywhere. I think we should be patient because I think she's too valuable to WWE for them to let her go because she is one of the four horsewomen.
0: Yeah, but you know what? Dean Dean Ambrose was also a member of the Shield and they let him go. I don't don't think it's a work. Yeah, and I don't think that's a work at this point. Right. At this point, I don't think that's a work. Yeah. Um, I hope Sasha doesn't leave. You know, with Ronda taking time off, there's a spot open at the top of the card that Sasha could fill right into on Raw.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, especially since they broke up Sasha and Bailey this week, which I'm indifferent about. Sasha would be kind of... I think Sasha, I mean, listen, she's get good money from AEW, but... She has a chance to step into the spot where Ronda was. And after, you know, Becky's done facing, was it Lacey Evans? Yeah. Facing for the Raw title. You know, Sasha could be right there waiting for her.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think now with Ronda taking a short leave, Sasha has a chance to step back into that. I also feel that if they would have kept Bailey on Raw and put Sasha on SmackDown, Sasha would shine over on the blue brand. But... She had to throw a temper tantrum and wasn't around this week for Raw or SmackDown, so we'll just. to wait first. And
0: see, she's not the first person to throw a temper tantrum over booking.
1: No, we've seen that unfortunately a lot over the past five years. You know, I could think of Pac, Austin Aries, The Revival, Sasha. There's uh, we see Rusev, and Lana.
0: We see stories about this constantly, and you but, can go back to you can go back to the. I mean, it's been happening for years. You can go back to. Hulk Hogan not wanting to, you know, do the job to Bret Hart. You could talk about Stone Cold not wanting to put over Brock. Like, Mm -hmm. it's been happening for years. It's never going to stop happening. So, cooler heads will probably prevail. But it is interesting that there is another option for Sasha at this point. That's the biggest thing right now because with – With
1: everything out there, with Impact, Ring of Honor, AAA, AEW, there are other options for any wrestler just to leave and and go to. You know, know, on that same note of people that are leaving, it, it was reported that Luke Harper... Uh, requested his release this week. It has not been officially reported that he was granted his release, but he did request it this week, which is unfortunate because I've read a lot of his tweets and some of his interviews. He was excited to come back from injury. He was happy to be at WrestleMania. He was happy to uh, go do the World's Collide thing and face Dominic Dijakovic, but I think this might just be it for him. Uh, Do you think we will see Brody Lee Making a return to
0: somewhere like AEW. Who are like the big guys? Who are? The, is there any like big monsters in AEW yet? Not, no, not.
1: Everyone's like a, like a Cody or a Young Bucks or an Omega.
0: So he would fill a void, is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, you know, He would fill a void on their roster because you do need to have those big menacing creepy weird ass monster type guys on yeah. your on your roster
1: i think the biggest guy is ace romero like all
0: 400 something uh, pounds of
1: him but i think in terms of like monster guys like a luke harper or a braun Strowman, this is right. where a Brody lee would fit in perfectly i do agree with that Yeah, so,
0: and i mean and i always like when they get to use their indie names i think vince picks the stupidest st- fucking names for his wrestlers oh we're gonna have a long <laughs> conversation about that <laughs> later <laughs>
1: Another, uh, another. It's another, always an, it's always an experience. Talk about experience. Um, anyway, another uh, WWE star who has been released was Dasha Fuentes. Uh, she was an announcer and backstage journalist. Uh, I, I believe this was just a mutual agreement between Dasha and WWE. She had tweeted about it. She was very happy uh, about her with her time at WWE as a performer and then went on to become an announcer. Uh, But I think it looks like she may be back again in the future if, you know, if the stars are aligned. But uh, thank you, Dasha, for your time. You were great at what you did, and we hope to see you back soon. Dasha. 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 All right, so anyway, let's talk about a couple other quick current events. Uh, Unfortunately, Ricochet has started a GoFundMe page to help raise money for his mother, whose house burned down on Monday. Uh, it was r- reported that after Raw was off the air, Ricochet got a phone call. His mother and his mother's boyfriend were out of the house. And when they got back, the house was burned down. Don't know it, uh, much to the extent of how it happened or anything else. No one was hurt, thankfully. Uh, but he did start me a GoFundMe page to help raise money to you know get his mother back. Uh, back on her
0: feet. Yeah, so for, for all you assholes that are donating a bunch of money to, like, the Cathedral of Notre Dame and the Roman Catholic Church who do not need your money, they have plenty of it, take your money and donate it to Ricochet's mom instead because she actually really needs it and needs it. probably yeah. has lost a lot more than, you know, they did. Yeah. Stop donating billions of dollars to a company that has billions of dollars, yes. you fucking morons, and donate your money to somebody who actually needs it, like Mrs. Ricochet.
1: Mrs. Ricochet I love that Alright, anyway Let's move on Uh, Next, I do want to talk about Adam Rose We all remember Adam Rose Otherwise known as Leo Kruger On the Indies Uh, Unfortunately, he suffered A mild heart attack last Saturday Thankfully, he's doing better He's okay He's out of the hospital But that's just That's scary Because he's a young guy
0: I don't even think he's in his 40s yet (laughs) It's stress. it's stress. It's a stressful exactly. job. Yeah. You know, uh, I hope he's okay. Um, I didn't hear much about this. You kind of told me about this as we were talking today. No. Just, you know, as a human being, just best wishes, man. Get better. Yeah,
1: get better. Get, get better, better, dude. Uh, go do your thing, man. Last topic right. I want, current event I want to talk about is Road Dog has stepped down as the head writer of SmackDown Live. Mm-hmm. Now, it was reported that it sounds like he's going to move over to Raw and step into the double A position, Arn Anderson's old position. Uh, I don't know what that means and who's going to fill that void now over on the SmackDown brand. Uh, Vince. And, and Doc, do you even know if Road Dogg is officially done or was this past week his last
0: week? Oh, that I don't know. Uh, I don't know when his last actual show was as, like, SmackDown head writer. I guess I blame him. Apparently, SmackDown has been just absolutely insane lately. Vince is rewriting scripts at the very last second. And shit, man, if I was a head writer and my boss kept helicoptering him like that, like, I'd tell him to fuck off and take another job, too. I don't give a shit if he's Vince McMahon or not. They're, he's, he's They're trying to be consistent, and Vince just coming in and just wrecking shop. Now, that being said, SmackDown was really good this week. I enjoyed it, but I can understand why it's frustrating for road dog and probably why they go through head writers so quickly. You probably need a break from Vince being yeah. Vince. Like I'm sure Vince is writing it right now until he has somebody until he announced who the new head writer is. Mm-hmm. But I don't I, I can, I can, I can, I can understand road dog and man, that's gotta be a tough job. Yeah. Work for, for Vince McMahon.
1: And, and honestly, that's nothing new. Cause like if anyone listens to something to wrestle with Bruce Prichard or 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff, they both they both work side-by-side with Vince, and they'll tell you that's exactly how Vince is. You'll get a phone call at two, three, four in the morning to rewrite something that was booked for the show for that night. That's just the way Vince is, because you know what? Until Vince is six feet underground, this is still Vince's baby, and he will always have a fingerprint on it.
0: So, Did you hear? Vince is never going to die.
1: Yes, I heard he has, like... Um the fountain of youth and like he's he's like he's immortal. He is the real immortal. He just gave Hulk Hogan that, never, that name to use.
0: I'm never gonna die. Never. Just never die.
1: So anyway, all right, Doc. So that's all the current events we have for today. But let's get into some other topics touching on NXT, and we're going to talk about the injury bug that has affected the WWE roster post-WrestleMania. We're going to take a quick break, so fam, we'll be right back.
0: What up, Uses? This is Double F, Double C, Jeff Pomacchio at 52 Points of Art, the host of Not Your Mama Soap Opera and Not Underscore Opera,
1: where we showcase the entertainment side of professional wrestling. Can't wait to connect with all my Uses Wednesdays on the Wrestle Addicts Radio. That's at A-D-D-I-C-T-W-R-E-S-T-L-E. Can't wait to connect with you all. Have a good one. This is War.
0: What's up guys, this is Mr.
1: Monday Morning, Mance Chapel, inviting you to join me every Monday morning for The Gift of Podcast. I'll give you thoughts on today's wrestling, but I'll also hop in the Wayback Machine and we'll take a look at wrestling's past, and my god, sometimes it gets ugly. Don't take my word for it, come hear it for yourself every Monday morning on Wrestle Addict Radio. This is The Gift of Podcast. All right, so we want to report a couple new superstars that have officially reported to the Performance Center. One of them is Kushida. Uh, Smarkey and I already spoke about him last week, and we're already going to be seeing him on NXT television in the next two weeks. He was already on the most recent round of NXT tapings. And made his debut uh, his debut match against Casiusna, which will be like I said on NXT TV in two weeks, but two other superstars have officially reported to the performance center. one of them is Humberto Garza Jr, otherwise known as just Garza Jr Garza Jr. Uh, is a third generation superstar. his uncle is Hector Garza, which I think is a very well known uh, a well-known superstar from back in the day, and his grandfather is a is the luchador Mario Segura. Uh, Garza Jr. originally was a masked wrestler, but voluntarily unmasked in 2012 as he was part of the finale of a dating reality show. I just found that interesting, and ever since then, he has wrestled unmasked. Um... Garza has previously worked uh, for Impact Wrestling in the United States and also on the Mexican Independence Circuit and has had a stint in AAA. Garza Jr. was part of a faction called La Rebellion with Penta El Om, otherwise known as Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, and Daga. So it sounds like uh, Garza Jr. has uh, a bit of a history so I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to seeing again another luchador style wrestler on WWE television
0: just curious what's going to happen with like the, these luchador guys once they're done with NXT like, what is WWE going to do with them
1: I have an idea with that and it's something I've been saying for months regarding 205 Live going away and we're going to touch on that later when we talk about the shakeup Because of two current 205 Live superstars that are now on the main roster, Cedric Alexander and Buddy Murphy. So we'll get to that later, Doc, but I think I have a pretty good answer to your question. Uh, The other superstar that has uh, officially reported to the Performance Center is Shane Swerve Strickland. Shane Strickland, you may know him better as Killshot when he was on Lucha Underground. If you want to see this guy in action, go to YouTube and search a triple threat match between Killshot, The Mac, and Son of Havoc. It is probably the best match aside from... uh, uh, Prince Puma and Rey Mysterio, of course, that I have ever seen on Lucha Underground. So check it out Killshot taking on uh, Willie Mack and the Son of Havoc. But he is going to be known as uh, Shane Strickland. Don't know if he's going to keep the Swerve moniker or not in his name. He's also well known for his work in MLW, Evolve, and CZW. Uh, he was the former MLW World Heavyweight Champion, the Evolve Champion, and the CCW Heavyweight Champion. He's held titles everywhere he's
0: been. He's an indie. He's 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 an indie darling if I've ever heard one. He's definitely
1: an indie <laughs> darling, and the guy is such a great in-ring performer. I hope that they do right by him. I, I at least can see him having a main event run in NXT. It, it's always questionable what happens in the main roster, but I think he'll definitely shine. He has room to shine in NXT right now.
0: Yeah, and NXT has some spaces to fill right now, so right. it's good. Uh
1: another another new well, newer signee to NXT that we mentioned months back was Punishment Martinez. He is currently being repackaged on the NXT um I'm sorry, the NXT live show circuit under a new moniker known as Damian Priest. Uh, Don't know what his gimmick is going to really be, but the name Damian Priest is pretty cool. Pretty badass. Similar to... I like Punishment Martinez, though. They're both badass names. So I think they're going to still kind of keep that same... I mean, Punishment Martinez, he's got to be over six feet tall. He's a big fucking dude. So they have to use that to their advantage in terms of his character. So... Uh
0: I, I actually dig this name. I know we were ripping on Vince and his silly names before. This one's actually pretty cool. It's just a matter of it's just, you know, a matter of time until he's simply known as Damien. <laughs> <Right>,
1: exactly. Or <laughs> just make it the Damien Priest experience.
0: I don't know. I think this is just a one namer. I think
1: it's a one namer? You're not gonna da- add experience Damian. to the end of it.
0: <laughs> Day, maybe it'll be Damien Punish Damien Punishment. Oh god. <laughs> This is getting out of hand now. <laughs> so,
1: anyway, we say this pretty constantly, but there is definitely no lack of uh, superstardom, especially on the NXT roster. WWE has a stronghold right now, I think, on the uh, local independent scene, uh, and they're getting their hands on whoever they can before AEW does. All right. So, all right, so the, let's let's quickly run down this is the shorter list than what's actually out there, but these are some of the top stars that are out on injury that caught the injury bug post-WrestleMania. First, uh, as it's known, Ronda Rousey did uh, suffer a broken wrist in the main event at WrestleMania against Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. She was already going to be missing television for a while anyway because now she's in, in the process of trying to start a family. Don't There's no word on when she's going to return or how long she'll be out because of the broken wrist injury. Uh, I never broke a wrist before. I can't see that being more than maybe uh, a six to nine week recovery period. So I think if anything, her time away is going to prolong. um, Is going to be longer than her injury.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, that's always been a rumor that her and Travis Brown are going to start a family. That the broken wrist is. There's ever been a convenient injury, and this is one of them. This
1: is one of them exactly. It could have been worse. So I'm, I'm glad that it's just a wrist. Uh, yeah. The other one, which is actually kind of upsetting, as much as I shit on Nia Jax each and every week, uh, the poor woman has suffered two ACL tears at WrestleMania, and she's going to be out until 2020. She's missing the entire rest of the 2019 season.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah it's terrible to hear when someone gets hurt it's just... Hopefully this is a good chance for Nia to kind of restart, maybe get back into PC for a bit, freshen up her moveset, freshen up everything about her her. skills, just work on everything. This gives her time to, you know, it's again, another injury where there's no such thing as a convenient injury, but at least this gives her a chance to, you know, just practice and have to worry about being on TV. Right. Because Nia needs work and obviously her knees need work too. And hopefully she gets better soon. Yeah.
1: Curious to see what this means for Tamina, if she's still going to be active on the women's roster. Uh, uh, I I think
0: I think I think Tamina is just gonna fade away. She's gonna fade back into like. Oh, see what I did there? What you did there? (laughs) Oh oh my goodness. Um. Anyway,
1: another really unfortunate injury is Big E, everyone's favorite New Day member. Big E, he has a meniscus tear, and I've. Haven't got definite on how long it's gonna be out, but I did read in one report that it might be about eight months, which is not a short not a short recovery period. So eight months is gonna be a long time without Big E, which is unfortunate, but I think Kofi and Xavier are gonna hold down the new day uh-huh.
0: of uh-huh. Big E's absence. Uh-huh. Ahem, <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry, Xavier, and, and Big Opie, O. Xavier and Big O. Big O, baby. Oh, so let's talk about that. Since go ahead. Here. This, obviously, I love Big E, so speedy recovery. But putting Kevin Owens in the nude, I hope this doesn't go away because I thought that was awesome. I think, yeah, it's not fight Owens fight, but it's not bitch-ass Owens bitch-ass either this seems like Kevin Owens being Kevin Owens mm-hmm. you know every time you see backstage like videos of him or behind the scenes he's always with his kids family man it's like I said it a few weeks ago saying at Shania Twain concerts mm-hmm. yep. that sounds like a perfect resume for a membership in the new day
1: yeah it's funny because we were talking about it earlier and I still don't know how I feel about uh, th- this baby face, Kevin Owens, but I actually went back and watched it. Uh, you love it.: uh. uh, I'm getting there. I went back and watched it, and I appreciated the fact that he looks so comfortable in, in that role, because you know, uh, it makes me think back to Kurt Angle's uh, Hall of Fame speech about humility and being able to make fun of yourself. And that's what made, that's what made Kurt Angle the star that he, that he is today. And, yeah, we all really liked Fight Owens Fight when Kevin Owens was the NXT champion and he made his debut and he beat John Cena. That was – that's a hell of a start right there. But if he, could, if he could show some humility and add comedy to it, adding comedy has never been a bad thing in wrestling. You know, everyone has had it at some point. And if it, this is what – it can work. It could it could work, especially with someone like Kevin Owens who really sells it. And if this is what they need to kind look of look at fill, Kofi right now, yeah, Kofi's the top guy, and, and he's still you know it's he's still very comedic. You know, he still comes out with the pancakes yeah. and everything. But you know, if this is what WWE needs to maybe fill a void of sorts, uh, then I think Kevin Owens is the right guy. I just hope that this doesn't. What what scares me is the Big Show syndrome. Big Show comes in as this big, mean monster. He's over seven foot tall, over 500 pounds, demolishes everything, but then eventually he became a joke. Um, and I really Biggie's think that. not a
0: joke. Biggie's not a uh, I'm joke. I'm sorry, did I?
1: I meant to say Big Show.
0: I'm sorry, no, not Big E. I, I know, but I'm just I'm throwing I, I know I know I understand your oh, okay. big show. Um, what I'm just saying is that Big E, since he's been in the New Day, he was a monster. He was a heel before then, you know. And he hasn't been a joke. It, it's if anything I, I it's, don't know. I will compare it's, it's, the New Day is dude, the New Day's elevated all three of those guys' careers to levels they had never seen. Those not, neither of those three had ever been on the levels they are now before the New Day. Oh, and I have no quarrels about that,
1: but I don't think Kevin. Now, those three, though, needed the New Day to get them to where they are now. Kevin Owens. What's Kevin Owens though? He doesn't need it. He doesn't need
0: it. What, uh, is, what is he what has he been doing since he's come back he came he had his match with Daniel Bryan uh and he hosts the Kevin Owens show yeah he's trying to find how to make face Kevin Owens work what better way to let Kevin Owens help him find his best face self than putting him in the top face faction in pro wrestling
1: well like I said I don't hate it I'm just nervous because we saw the same thing happen to the big show but and, Big Show didn't have the New Day to work with, man. Right, and it was also a, a different era. There was a v- very different era back then with Big Show, but Big Show right. became a joke, and then when it came time for him to go back to being serious, it was hard for anyone to take him seriously because of how big of a joke he was. I think with what Kevin Owens, and we're only talking about one SmackDown, you know, it's not like Kevin Owens has been doing this for the last year. It's it's one fucking week. It's one SmackDown episode. So yeah, I don't I see this... Keep happening. I don't see this bringing Kevin Owens down. I just, I'm just saying, I hope it doesn't. I hope I, Creative I, does it the right way.
0: But you could fix, if you want to get him back to fight Owens' fight, Biggie comes, KO stays in the New Day for the next eight months or however long Biggie's out, right? Biggie comes back, they're doing their thing, they're dancing, they're playing with their unicorn things and eating pancakes, and all of a sudden, you know, Kevin Owens dumps the pancakes and bashes all the New Day guys over the head it's mm-hmm. he a vicious heel promo. And then fight Owens, fight is back. And not only is fight Owens, fight back. You did it by taking out the so beloved New Day. Right.
1: You're right. There's definitely a lot of ways that this can go. That, that, that can There's, make, a can There's a lot of ways can
0: work. A lot of this work, and I just, I just, I just thought Kevin Owens did a great job. He ate that shit up. It was on extremely
1: extreme. entertaining. Extremely, I was fucking hysterically laughing watching him. Though, I mean, again, if if comedy's what they wanted, he gave it to us. And like I said, he he looks natural doing it, and he looks right. comfortable doing it. So right. I could appreciate that. I need to get. I need to give myself a couple more episodes of seeing KO be like this for it to really start settling in. So, all right. So I have, we have three more superstars uh, on the injury list that we're going to talk about. First, I do want to talk about uh, Rhea Ripley, even though we did just see her on television this week, that's because she was injured uh, after this, this um, string of uh, NXT UK tapings, but she has some torn ligaments in her foot. And it's going to be missing eight weeks, which is unfortunate because I really wanted to see Rhea Ripley maybe move to the black and gold brand or get an official call up soon because I think, I think she's right. I don't think they need her in NXT UK right now. They already have Tony Storm and Kaylee Ray and Piper Niven, they already have a lot of uh, Ginny. They have a lot of good female stars over there. That I think Rhea Ripley will, could do wonders on like a SmackDown brand or even the black and gold brand. I think when Baszler leaves NXT, Rhea can step right into that role.
0: Yeah, possibly. You know? Possibly. Uh, eight weeks, not too bad. It's two months. Yeah, it um, like, could be worse. Just could be worse. Yeah, so she's um, to Out curiosity, NXT okay. okay. Yeah. When's Tegan Knox supposed to be back? That's a
1: good question. I believe she still has some time. When I saw the list... There was no return date for her yet. She's still nursing her her injury, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, Next, we have Sheamus. Uh, It's been very, very unknown on what happened, but reports finally came out today saying that he did suffer a concussion at the main event of SmackDown last week when him and Cesaro teamed up with Drew McIntyre to take on The New Day when Kofi hit him with the trouble in paradise, really hit him good in the head, and he got a concussion out of it. Don't think that means he's gonna be out for too long. I mean, Sheamus just posted something on his Twitter or Instagram yesterday about his weekly workout picture. So he's still working out, still training. So I think we'll see Sheamus yeah. back
0: soon. Which he'll did, be back as soon as he'll be back as soon as he's cleared.
1: Yeah. It got me nervous though because like, we'll get to it later. But this week on SmackDown, Cesaro uh, was by himself, and Cesaro teamed up with uh, Rusev and Nakamura to take on the, the right. new New Day. Uh, so I got worried that they were that they were separating the bar, even though we talked about we thought it was good for the bar to be separated. But I did get worried that that's how it was going to go down. And last but not least, Daniel Bryan got injured at WrestleMania. WWE is doing a very good good job of hiding what happened to him and the extent of his injury.
0: So that's that's scary to hear and think about because. My first thought is, this goes back to the whole neck and spine issues. Wait, was neck and spine he had, right? Uh,
1: No, he had concussions. Was
0: he concussions? He was was concussions. concussions. Edge was was neck and spine. I'm sorry. I got guys confused there. Yeah, concussions. So that just, you know, I hope it's not concussions again because I'm sure, I don't know if WWE has has them on a short list for concussions, but I'm sure – you know, him, I would think that him, Daniel Bryan, the father, and his wife, Brie, and his wife, uh, Brie Bella, have you know, probably a real short leash with the concussions. I, yeah. If I was Daniel Bryan, I would have a short leash with it. I understand this is what he loves and this is what he wants to do, but, you know, you should want to live your best life also. And you can't be living your best life if you keep getting concussions. Or you're going to turn to mush yeah. like some of these football players we say nowadays.
1: It's unfortunate too, because after he made his return last year at WrestleMania, he, <clears throat> excuse me, he's had a pretty good run over this past year. Oh, he's had he, he's had a great year. Yeah, and I great think great I year. think his most recent heel turn and run as the champion is probably the best run he's ever had.
0: The best run he's had since the since the S movement, since the S without movement. a doubt. Uh-huh. And then, you know, and, and he had the he had the best match of the night at Mania this year, in the match mm-hmm. of the night like he's been doing. He's been doing great things, he just—you know—he's been doing the Daniel Bryan thing, like like a pro. Guys, the best pro wrestler in the world, arguably. Just he gets every character over. I just—I just hope he's okay. I yeah. hope it's not a concussion again, and I hope he's back soon. I hope it's just a little bump and a bruise, and we can get back to it. And I don't remember seeing any big headshots, you know. Unless you know, it would be really bad if he got his from the trouble in paradise, also because. At that point, then Kofi's going to start catching some heat. Yeah, yeah which I is know.
1: unfortunate because he's been using that move for the past 11 years, and now all of a sudden it's becoming an issue. So, right. you know, but everyone here at the fourth wall, we give, you know, every, every wrestler that's out there injured right now uh, a speedy recovery. We want to see them all come back to TV very, very soon. So, Doc, without further ado, let's get into the shakeup. But guess what?
0: There we're going go to a we're
1: gonna go to commercial first
0: that means there an a do
1: there without further ado but there is a do there is a do we're gonna go to commercial then we're going to do that the commercials to do so we're going to go to commercial now
0: and then and without further ado
1: now <laughs> I, I don't know what that was but i like it hey it's me johnny smarks
0: and you're listening to the fourth wall wrestle cast on wrestle attic radio C Bones. And I am the Smarkslayer Doc Haas.
1: Hey, and it's me, the third man, Johnny Smarks. And we are the Fourth Wall Wrestle Cast, and you can catch us every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. And if you enjoy the 4th Wall experience, come join the fam by going to patreon.com slash
0: 4th Wall Wrestlecast, where you can receive early access to our shows for as low as $1 a month, $3 a month, gets you more exclusive content for your weekly kayfabe consumption.
1: $5 and $10 gets you all of that and so much more. So come be a part of the biggest draw for the critics, the marks,
0: the casual,
1: and the hardcore. All right, so this week we finally got to see the long awaited Superstar Shakeup. It was a two day event on both Raw and SmackDown. We're gonna start off with Monday Night Raw. Now, I don't know how much of what we saw on Raw was changed last minute, but there were reports earlier that day about there being some travel issues involving WWE personnel and talent getting to. Uh, the stadium in Montreal. Uh, things were being rewritten as a result of these travel issues. Supposedly, there was some bad weather, uh, I guess, out here in Jersey, and there were some flight cancellations coming from Newark, New Jersey to go to Montreal. Back about, I don't even remember there being any bad
0: weather. That's set that an absolute lie, and I will tell you that because yeah. I live in New Jersey. Yeah, me and- too. There was no. There was. I can't think of any really. There was some rain last week, but yeah. oh, you know, there was the, well, when when those ridiculous thunderstorms roll through. Uh, I think uh,
1: that might have been Monday. Now that I think about it, it
0: might have even been Sunday, Monday, but that was only in the morning. Like Montreal is like a like a two hour flight at the most from Newark. Yeah. Um, I mean, there might have been travel issues. I just don't yeah. think it's weather related. I think yeah. there just might have been just issues some cancel flights that happens sometimes also i think samoa joe was sick this week too he was like really sick yes
1: yeah, so, it was so was, he get was get that right him off he TV. Was sick so yeah so well we're gonna get to uh, samoa joe a little bit later but so because of those travel issues uh supposedly there were some things that were rewritten last minute don't know how much of this was rewritten i have a feeling one thing we're gonna talk about was a last minute rewrite but we'll get to that in a minute. So let's start going down the list of superstars that have officially made the switch over to Monday Night Raw. First superstar we see on Raw is The Miz. As much as I like seeing him on SmackDown better, I think now with The Babyface Miz, you know what? Seeing him on Raw, I think it would be a good spot for him to shine as a top babyface. Yeah.
0: Yeah, him and Rollins, I think, are him Rollins and and we'll talk about AJ Styles in a few minutes. Uh, but him and Rollins are definitely uh, two will definitely be uh, anchoring that uh, that babyface movement on Raw. I think along with AJ Styles, you know, yeah. and I, I think it's something, if any of those guys are going to turn heel, it's most likely to be Styles. but I mean, that's a nice big three now at Roman's on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. You know, Rollins, AJ, Miz. Yeah. Thumbs up, baby. Thumbs up,
1: yeah. Uh, I also liked how Miz made his entrance on Raw when he came in and attacked Shane. I wish Miz would have gotten more offense in, but I did, again, it wasn't planned, but I did like how Miz was showing some color, and he looked pretty badass showing some color. He when hated. Chair. I, I was digging that. Again, it wasn't planned because we have a no-blood law uh, rule, but I like that that accidentally happened because it made it look that much better. Great, great opening,
0: Raw had a really good opening this week.
1: Now, what I don't like is the next superstars that we saw come to Raw. So, the next, the, the first match, I believe, on the card was an eight-man tag match. It was Ricochet, Alistair Black, Kurt Hawkins, and fucking Zack Ryder, the Raw Tag Team Champions. Raw
0: Tag Team Champions.
1: Taking on The Revival and the newest tag team signed to Monday Night Raw, the current NXT Tag Team Champions, the War Raiders, who have been fucking repackaged as the Viking experience. How fucking 1980s can you get? Like, okay, Th- I know... A, it,
0: no, 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 no. You're insulting the 1980s by comparing this name to the 1980s, man. Early 90s, how about that? Early
1: 90s, when it was just Yeah, yeah it's a little, like, little early. Is, yeah. Yes, early 90s. Uh, like I mentioned before, The Berserker, he was what, 92, 93, around there? Th- this is what this name brings me back to. Now, I think it was a really bad marketing move because they are pushing the Viking experience, the Viking experience over and over and over again during this match. Now it's fucking all over their website, all over WWE.com, but you can't announce them as the current NXT Tag Team Champions, but have them not have the titles with them. So now everyone who doesn't know who they are, who watched Raw, are going to go back into the network, and they're going to go look up the Viking experience, or they're going to go to Google and search the Viking experience, and they're going to find very little about this fucking team because no one knows that they're really the War Raiders, Raymond Rowe and Warbeard Hanson.
0: If you if you Google Viking experience, you're probably going to get a bunch of shit about the Minnesota Vikings and Leif Erickson. Like, mm-hmm. that- that's what the fuck you're gonna get. Yeah. And then, as you said, if you go and Google them on the network, you're not gonna get any on. You're not gonna get anything because yeah. they've been the War Raiders. Explain this logic to me. Your most over tag team in the entire promotion is the War Raiders. Yeah. So we're gonna change their name because Vince doesn't like it. Like fuck you, Vince. You lose. It already got over. You stupid son of a bitch. Like. When what planet does Viking Experience give – it's a good name. It's shitty marketing. It's insulting our intelligence. we we supposed to believe that the War Raiders are the NXT champions and the Viking Experience are completely different people. Fuck you.
1: Well, the, their it's names bullshit. are different. They're not Hanson and Roe. They're Eric and Ivar – or Evar, or the fuck, what, what is that I name? Think, what does that I even think,
0: mean? I think it would be Evar. I think it would be E. I, I think it would be Evar. Don't hold me to that though. And it's and funny Eric, because Cole, Cole you, and Graves, Eric because Eric the Red was a Viking, <laughs> but Cole and Graves
1: didn't even know what to call him. They, they, the, Graves was some more confused than anyone at that commentating table because he knows the War Raiders. He didn't even know. They said, like, "Oh, I guess you know them under a different name, but this is who they are: NXT Tag Champs." The fucking you, you imagine Viking Vince experience. just
0: screaming said you imagine Vince screaming in their head to sell it, sell it, sell the name, sell the name, sell the name, sell the name. Sorry, You know, they
1: always say that they're they're, they're listening to the universe. They want to make things better for the fans. Well, I hope that they're reading every fucking tweet because people started hashtags. People to this day are still tweeting shit at WWE, at Vince, going, how stupid can you be? Like, how dare they insult our intelligence? Like, okay, Uh, casual uh, fans don't know the Water Raiders, but people that are tuning in— people that are tuning in now for the shakeup post WrestleMania are more of your hardcore fans, not your casuals. Your casuals already had their time. WrestleMania has come and gone. They'll be back again in a year to watch Mania, Mania 36. You have your hardcore fans that want to see who's going to debut, who's getting called up, who's going what's going to happen on the shakeup. They're insulting our intelligence yet again, and they do this way too often. I think this is a terrible move. Now it does, I don't think it does anything bad for the team because Rowan Hansen still wrestled like they're the War Raiders. They still did, the crowd was doing the war chant, they're doing their hand signal. So the crowd that knows them as War Raiders were still chanting war, war, war. Now, reports are saying Vince changed the name because they didn't do, want the word war in, their, in the team name if it's going to be on television. But it's okay for Ember Moon, who's now on SmackDown, which is going to Fox, to be the War Goddess. That's okay. That,
0: uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think it had anything to do. I just think Vince didn't like the name. It was just like, "You guys are Vikings." So, uh, they should have kept the I War. Just, Ma- they should have kept War Machine. Well, they can I can understand why they didn't keep War Machine because Vince can't own that name. That I understand. So they, I thought War Raiders was a good, like, that, okay, that that's a good on WWE me. It grew name. On me. Yeah, right. And it's like, "Uh, uh, 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 they're Vikings, and coming to a chosen experience. Viking experience. I I feel like that's how his thought logic goes sometimes. I, I oh, just
1: don't know. I don't know. I don't know what his, his logic doesn't exist. I don't know what his thought process is. I mean, he's done it to everyone. He's done it to Neville. He's done it to Cesaro. He's done it to Rusev. He's done it to Ali. He's done it to Andrade. Why? For no fucking reason. I, I just he, he I did, don't get did it
0: to Charlotte Flair and then Charlotte Flair got her last name back. And, uh, yeah. Remember? Yeah.
1: She was just Charlotte. Now she's Charlotte. it's ridiculous. I don't know. I think this is the dumbest, dumbest move in terms of a name change they could have ever done. Like, I didn't like Dominic Dijakovic at first, but now that's grown on me. Viking yeah. experience will this one's never. This on me. Viking yeah. experience. That's too many syllables. He thinks it's too long. It's too many syllables, Vince. Fucking change it.
0: Anyway. This is never growing on me. I, I, I hope they come out on, like, Raw this week and it's like, Hey, to war Raiders. Hope you guys enjoyed our, ta- our our twin brothers last week, the Viking experience. Right? <laughs> now, now here's my that, thing too. That would be funny. I could see I could
1: see them changing this next week. I know they're making a big to do about it this week, but they could be on TV next week, call the War Raiders, and act as if the Viking experience never, never happened. happened. Look at what happened. happened. Remember when Paige, when Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha all came up to the main roster. Paige, Charlotte, and Becky were known as the Submission Society. But if you Google Submission Society, you get a porno site. So a week later, they were Team PCB. Submission Society never existed. Just like Chris Benoit doesn't exist, Viking Experience, I think, cannot exist within the next week.
0: And if you remember when Braun, Drew, and Dolph First started getting together, date their first the promo they did. called them the dogs of war, and then you never heard that again. Yep. So it's
1: happened before. So I think – I mean I'm not I saying, I'm not saying this is a work, but they, they got a rise out of us. I hope sure.
0: this was just a silly joke and on Raw this week we get the War Raiders back. Yeah.
1: I, I, I hope this is a rib of some sort. I just – now, all right, forget the name. Let's talk about The booking. How are you going to take your top tag team from NXT, the fucking tag team champions, and now put them on Monday Night Raw? First of all, what other tag teams do you have down there in NXT? You have Undisputed Street Era, Profits. Street Profits, Undisputed
0: Era,
1: um, Marcel Barthel the, and Fabian. Um, <laughs> Danny Burch and Oni Lorkin. But there's like no real tag teams down there. You you have to have the War Raiders stay in NXT. I mean they. They could do double duty. I mean, Kevin Owens did it.
0: Yeah, maybe they'll do double duty for a bit until like one or two more teams is ready to be thrown into the mix. Mm-hmm. There's, 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 and there's nothing wrong with that. And, and, also, like, and, and Becky, it's also got, easier Becky, because... Becky Two about to do double duty. Why can't the War Raiders? Why can't
1: the War Raiders? And honestly, it's easier for War Raiders too because NXT are all tapings. Right. So you go right. to one day of NXT for four hours. You record four and hours the of tapings. And then you're, with, and you're on the main roster for the rest of the time. It's
0: very. If they start calling booking. them. If they call them war raiders and NXT and Viking experience in the main roster, I'm gonna fuck you. I, I might stop watching wrestling. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny
1: how we say that a lot, but yet yeah, we still watch it.
0: But anyway. nah, nah, it's like a goddamn, it's like an addiction.
1: I know. <laughs> but anyway, it's like, a bad,
0: it's, like a, it's like a bad girlfriend
1: you can't break up. <laughs> you can't break <bring> up. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, let's talk about some other good. Things that did happen. Uh, I really like the next video segment that we had of Cedric Alexander. I think that's awesome that uh, Mustafa Ali, now known as Ali, really paved the way and showed a lot of 205 Live superstars that, hey, we can go to the main roster also. It was interesting that Ali was the first choice to come up, which again, I have no quarrels about because I'm, I'm a, a fan of Ali. But I'm really happy to see Cedric Alexander get out of 205 Live because he was a really good cruiserweight champion. He just mm-hmm. didn't have enough, unfortunately, TV time, you know, f- to really put over his character. He wasn't shown right. on Raw enough. But now we're gonna have a chance to see more of him on weekly
0: television. Good. And uh, I completely agree with you. A real talent that no one gets to see, and it's nice that some of these 205 talents are starting to get to the main roster, and hopefully that'll. You know, cause some eyes to start paying attention to 205 and say, "Hey, is this, the, this is this could be a nice developmental show too." Yeah. But like we said before, they got to get 205 live in the performance center, and they got to start doing it like NXT, exactly. Because yeah. those fans down there are the hardcore wrestling fans, and those fans, you know, you if you have a good chance of getting, over, if you're a good in ring worker with the NXT PC fan base, you know, yeah. so. Get the 205 guys out there. Really get them a chance to get over. Get them excited to be in the ring, to be wrestling in front of people who really care. And then a couple big shows a year. They could even do their shows with NXT. Mm-hmm. You know, would take-overs.
1: going back to what you had said earlier, um, and what, I, what I've been saying for months, I think this is just the start of 205 Live going away. So over the past few months, we've seen Ali... Cedric Alexander and also Buddy Murphy come to the main roster. Uh, Noam Dar and I believe uh, Jack Gallagher are officially with NXT UK. So you, who... Even who though... Throw Leo Rush in there too. Leo Rush, uh, the Lucha yeah, House yeah. Party. Even though they've been doing double duty, it's like, what's right. happening to the 205 Live roster? Like, who's left? Akira Tozawa? You know, it's like, I don't even know who... Uh, oh, Tony no, They have H- Humberto Carrillo. But still, uh, Tony Nese, who is the current champion, but it's like I think they need to get rid of two hundred five live, incorporate the cruiserweight championship on the main roster, and have a cross brands. And I yeah. think they're going I think they're starting to get to that, and they're using Becky as like the guinea pig right now to be okay. We need one champion to kind of cross both brands, and I think we're gonna start seeing some more of that, especially as we get closer to Fox.
0: Right. I Agreed. That's seems like what they're doing.
1: So. Some other people that came up to Raw, a shocker to me, which I'm totally okay with, was Andrade with Zelina Vega. What yeah. a statement he makes in his first match too, to face Finn Balor and gets a pin on the Intercontinental Champion. I think it's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I think the Usos. There was a, a, a select few stars that I had, I personally had to see switched. a different brand, and the Usos were one of them. I'm very happy the Usos are here to finally add some real substance to the tag division on Raw. Um, Next, we got to see Rey Mysterio Jr. on Raw, which again, I didn't think that was going to happen, but hey, Rey Mysterio is a big name. He's a legend. He's a future Hall of Famer.
0: Put him on Raw. And I I like it because now we can continue the Rey and Andrade matches because this is a nice little, slow, yeah. it's a nice, nice little slow burn feud that these guys are having that could really, they, I mean, this they could culminate in a match at next year's WrestleMania, and it could be huge. Yep, definitely. Um, also,
1: we have Naomi to come to add some more depth to the women's division over on Raw, uh, which is great because uh, she obviously went over there with the Usos because you know her and Jimmy are are married, so the husband and wife team stay together. So we already have Zelina Vega and Naomi to add to the women's division on Raw. Also, it wasn't it wasn't noted on Raw, but after Raw went off the air, that EC3, Ricochet, and Alistair Black are all officially on the Red Brand. It may not have been the picks that we had originally set on our fantasy shakeup. Like I had EC3 on SmackDown and Alistair Black on SmackDown, but I think. Yeah. I, I think that me at least for EC3, I think that means they really see some faith in his character. Now, I mentioned it with Smarky last week. Last week's SmackDown opened up with a dark match of, it was EC3 taking on Luke Harper, and EC3 was accompanied by a manager, one Drake Maverick. Now, Drake maverick aka rockstar spud and ec3 have a long history of being together manager and superstar back in their days on in tna and they work really well together so i was upset that we didn't get to see drake with ec3 this week i think ec3 was just on raw so braun had someone to choke slam through through the stage
0: which is. An awesome spot, by the It was the way. a
1: great spot. I mean, anytime Braun yeah, breaks yeah. something, it's always an awesome spot. But I really hope we start seeing some more Mike time with EC3. I want to see EC3 getting into some real feuds. Let him right. do some talking and pair him up with Drake Maverick. I think those two are, gonna, are a great team.
0: That's um, a great sell. It's that, a great sell. Like I said, I didn't need any of those guys you said to move to Raw. The two guys I needed to move to Raw moved, and that was Miz and AJ Styles. So those are my need to move. So I'm happy those happen. I the more I think about the EC three thing, I'm happy he is on Raw. I think that makes more sense for his character, and it, it's good for Drake to get Drake on Raw to right. kind of establish himself as like one of the man, the new man, one of the managers. I also really like Ricochet and Alistair Black on Raw because I think Raw's tag division needs them.
1: Even though they have the Viking experience and the USOs now too.
0: Yeah, and that's three really good that's teams. three. Top the division teams. should,
1: yeah. They, 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 and what did they have before that? Kurt uh, Hawkins and Zack Ryder, the yeah, and and Gable, Ascension. Yeah, Rude, Ring Gable, Ascension, to Revival.
0: Yeah, exactly. They needed they, they needed big names in the tag division on Raw, and they delivered.
1: Well, talking about big names in the main event scene, as you already mentioned, AJ Styles. Um, I, When they got to that main event and they were like, there's going to be a mystery partner with Roman and Seth. At that point, I think we all knew, Okay, this is AJ's time. We've been saying it since the last shakeup that we want to see AJ over on Raw because reports say that Vince is very high on AJ. And I think AJ did what he had to do to solidify the blue brand. But now it's time for him to shine over on Raw.
0: Time for a new challenge and Mm -hmm. time for him to line himself with Triple H. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you 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 still you you still holding on to that, huh? You dude, never know it could happen.
0: I'm holding on to that, man. Um, I, and, oh, dude, would not be surprised to see AJ Styles versus Triple H at media next year. That that would be a good match. See, I actually
1: wanted to see AJ and Batista go one on one, but now unfortunately well, Batista, well, yeah. you know,
0: his in ring career is over. And but, I would rather see AJ versus Triple H Triple than H. Batista H. any day of the week. Especially yeah,
1: especially after Batista's uh trip and fall at the beginning of the match and how, yeah, he, he's talking about ring rust. But anyway, yeah. Uh, and the last superstar that had no TV time, but is officially on raw is one Eric young, but it's funny how they announced him, Eric young of sanity, but without sanity. So this superstar shakeup for the first time in a few years has broken up tag teams and factions. And we're going to get to more of that on SmackDown, but I want to say I'm actually happy that Eric Young is no longer part of Sanity. I think Sanity ran its course throughout NXT, but I I don't think the stable of Sanity was going to really make an impact on the main roster.
0: I also have... I believe I read a rumor just today. I'm just going to call it a rumor once again. That Alexander Wolfe's actually done with WWE.
1: I heard reports that he potentially is either done or he's going to NXT UK. That's going to lead us into. Uh, that's going to lead us into Nikki Cross and Killian Dane. Potentially, Killian Dane and Nikki Cross, who are married, might both be going to the NXT UK roster. Okay. Now, I don't i don't mm-hmm. mind it again cuz i know they really need to have some big names on NXT UK to help really put that brand over and those two are both well known over uh, overseas but nicky cross has already been making waves on raw killian dane we saw him do some amazing single stuff on NXT I mean He was in that he, ladder match he, he, was was in in, he was in the ladder, was ladder match The North American title yeah. Him and Lars Sullivan Had some really good spots mm-hmm. I think you know Killian Dane could be A good singles Like a, that big monster guy Either on Smackdown right. Or Raw But we'll have to wait And see Because those two names Have not been uh, Noted Just Yet you know Where they're going To end up So Let's go over To Smackdown To finish off This shakeup Right after this What's up, everybody? This is Resident Universal royalty king Ricky Rose of the Kings of the Rings podcast, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. SmackDown Live. What an episode this was this week!
0: Great it was SmackDown fun
1: from start to finish. And great SmackDown. I know you said earlier it's like Raw was pretty good too, and you're right. But you know what kind of took my head out of Raw being so good the fucking viking experience. That was literally all I thought about for 3 hours as I watched Raw. So, but SmackDown was a great show. I, you know, there's a lot of questions going on throughout Twitter like who won the shakeup. I don't know who won the shakeup, and I don't want to I don't want to pick a brand. But let's go down the list of stars that have made their way onto SmackDown. So finally, the Freak Lars Sullivan has found a home on the blue brand. Um, Buddy Murphy, who was the former Cruiserweight champion from 205 Wives getting called up to SmackDown. Uh, If you did not see his match against Velveteen Dream yet from this week on Raw for the North American title, I do recommend watching it. It wasn't one of Dream's best matches, but Buddy Murphy put on a very, very good showing in this match for NXT TV. Looks very very good at the I'm looking forward to seeing Buddy Murphy on the main roster and seeing kind of where he's going to go. Wait. Next we have some big name female stars to add some depth, like we've been talking about, uh, to the women's roster on SmackDown. We saw Ember Moon come out to interrupt Becky Lynch, and then out comes Bailey, and then out comes the Iconics, and then all of a sudden. Paige makes her return and introduces the tag team she was talking about last week she introduces a new tag team of Oscar and Kyrie sane I think it's. A, I think they're an awesome team I hope they come up with a really good tag team name so we don't have to keep calling them Kyrie sane and Oscar I'm interested to see how Paige does as their mouthpiece I think it's Good that the two of them finally have that mouthpiece. Um, What did you think about Paige's return this week and how Paige acted with this new tag team?
0: Paige is going to be a great mouthpiece for these ladies. She, I can't think of a time where she hasn't been over. The audience loves her. And the audience loves Asuka and Kyrie too. And putting Paige with them fixes. Paige and this is Kyrie and Oscar's biggest quote-unquote flaw where they don't speak great English. Now Paige can go out there, kind of do like the Zelina Vega thing, cut a little promo in English, hand the mic over to one of the two Japanese ladies, and they can go off and do a Japanese thing, much like Andrade did this week when he went off on a Spanish tirade on Finn. Mm -hmm. I like that. That feels real to me. Yeah. So that's where I hope they're going with this. Um, it's just cool to see Paige fighting something and keeping herself relevant. She's too young to have her career in pro wrestling be, be over. Okay. So I'm excited for this. Yeah. I'm excited. I thought this whole segment was done really well. It was a nice way to to introduce the new women's division in SmackDown. Yes. You had Bayley out there who got some heat. But, yes, But I think she, she got did. some heat more so because, because you know, the, reports, he, the reports and they also, you know, that Ember and Becky Lynch was going real. That Ember and Becky said was going really good. People were getting excited to see what's about to happen. And here comes do 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 I'm happy. I'm a hugger. I'm Bailey. And you should shut the fuck up and change your gimmick. I uh, yes. evolve a little bit. I hope
1: that I don't know if it's going to happen because Bailey has had. This gimmick for so long, but then again, Bailey t- turning heel, or just changing her gimmick completely, like a full 180. I would compare that to like Hulk Hogan joining the NWO. It's not even that you
0: need a full 180. I mean, yeah, no, you, no, nah, you can't no. do it like Hogan, but you can. You can gradually start planting the seeds. You can see a darker Bailey. You can see her be more upset. You Emo can see Bally. her lose her temper a little bit emo bailey might be something a little different like an emo character you'd laugh but that's if, not the worst idea not the worst idea at all just something yeah, so Needs
1: more of an edge you know we're yeah, talking about especially how tv's getting an edge we need to make sure every superstar has that same edge
0: yeah, especially in the world when you're around the world of charlotte who is staying on smackdown mm-hmm. and becky two belts who gets to do whatever the fuck she wants because she's becky fucking two belts yep
1: uh, I'm actually surprised Bailey's gimmick has lasted this long on the main roster. And they didn't do any changes to it sooner. But uh, so, I, I think mean, this it, is it was
0: oh, I mean it, just, it, it was, was over time when she was definitely It was oh, yeah. That. You know, I'm i happy unlike, that Bailey's unlike, on Smash. Unlike now. the War Raiders, they didn't they didn't try to fix something that was that was wasn't broken at the time.
1: The Viking <laughs> experience. Anyway, let's go on to the rest of the uh, switchovers. So next we saw Finn Balor, the Intercontinental Champion, make his way to the blue brand, which has been long awaited. I hope this leads to a club reunion with Gallows and Anderson. So Finn Balor makes his debut on SmackDown against Ali. I think that was a great choice of opponent for Balor on his first day on SmackDown. Like I said, long awaited. Really hope to see the club reunite. Uh, This is big things right now for Finn, I feel like Finn was lost in the sauce for a while on Raw until he became the IC champion. So this is just the beginning of a really good run. I could feel it for Finn Balor on SmackDown.
0: A nice bounce-back win for Finn over Ali after losing to Andrade on his wow. Raw finale. Correct. Made the loss to Andrade make a lot more sense. Yes. I, I was kind of snatching my head after that on Monday night. Did not expect Finn to be jumping to SmackDown. Does that mean Joe's going to jump to Raw now with the U.S. title? Or are we going to have some sort of storyline where Finn dro- maybe Finn drops the IC title to Andrade in a cross-promotion match? That'd be kind of cool.
1: There's a few ways they can go about it. They could also (laughs) unify the U.S. and IC title again. I don't think they're going to do that now, not with such a stacked Raw, so they kind of need to have as many titles. I think it makes the most sense for Joe to end up on Raw. You know, they were kind of innuendoing that the shakeup is not fully over yet, so I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Joe later on, maybe this coming week on Raw.
0: And as for unification, the WWE needs an extra mid-card title for the men, Mm -hmm. and those are two just prestigious titles with long lineages to be getting rid of one of them. Right. Um, they tried getting rid of the IC title once, and it didn't they work. Did. They had to bring it back. Yep. Yeah.
1: So, All right, so let, let's end off now with who else we saw on SmackDown. Vince McMahon was going to announce the biggest signing in SmackDown Live history. And he introduces... Lars well, not Lars Sullivan, but
0: but uh, fuck Elias. Let's talk about Lars okay, Sullivan fuck more. Fuck Elias. Let's talk about dude Lars Sullivan more. has been awesome since he decided, like, since he got his shit together, or whatever it was, and his anxiety. I shouldn't say shit because that's a real thing. That, that sounds a little, it's a little too insensitive even for me. Oh, but, so cold. uh, yeah, so he's <laughs> still cold. I think what Lars has been doing is awesome. I, I want to see more of it, but he needs a mouthpiece. Like, characters like him only work as main eventers with mouthpieces. Like, he can also talk if he wants. I'm not opposed... I'm not saying, like, he can never talk. But, like, you always talk about it. Get Heyman in there with him. Let him be the new Heyman guy. Like, Heyman's new top dog. And then he just talks every now and again, like Brock does. Right. I think he's been awesome. I think he's looked good. His beatings have been great. He's not just one-siding it either. Like... The veterans are showing their smarts over him and getting some offense on him, mm-hmm. and then he puts an end to it all with his a great finisher. Both of his finishers, the freak accent and that power bomb, just awesome, vicious and wait, finishers. And he you can't so forget well. about that
1: headbutt he did to Angle and yeah. Raw. That was awesome. Oh yeah. You know, I actually. Um, heard some people and actually this little message for our good friend Willie T over the Kings of the Rings I don't care if that headbutt reminds you of Chris Benoit you know who that reminds me of Bam Bam Bigelow another big man who did a flying headbutt so yeah. I'm sorry yeah. if it reminds Benoit you of did Benoit. not I'm sorry, sorry if, Willie, if, if, but... if, it, if it brings back all these bad memories of the murderer fuck that you know what? He's, take, he's doing a Bam Bam Bigelow finisher, not a Chris yeah. Benoit. Sorry, Willie, th-
0: Yeah, Chris Benoit did not invent the flying headbutt. No. Sorry, dude.
1: And w- when I think of Benoit, I think of the Crippler Crossface, not the flying headbutt. That's a Bam Bam Bigelow thing. So, Lars Sullivan, keep doing that move. Keep doing what you're doing. And I think, I- going back to what you said about the legends that he's going after, the Hardy Boys, Kurt Angle, Rey Mysterio... That means that again, the office looks very highly at Lars. They're allowing him to take out these legends and Hall. Of
0: he fans. has an awesome, awesome move set, man. He has he a does. great moveset. set, and he wrestles He moves well. once again. Mm-hmm. Then the Another guy who was in that North American ladder match. You know, and every single person in that North in that American. Match. Yeah. Every person in that match, except for like Killian Dane has shown great things. And I think Killian Dane just hasn't shown great things. He hasn't had a chance to get on a platform. Yet, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I think anybody that was in that ladder match is destined for greatness. And I think in Mars, man, hate me if you want. I know it's not the, the smarky thing to say. Multiple time, world champion. Oof. Multiple.
1: Oof. Do you, think I he'll, think, do you think he'll get that before Braun?
0: Well, there are different... Uh, uh, but no. way, I don't know, man. I think Lars might have a clearer path mm-hmm. to the WWE championship on SmackDown than Braun does to the Universal Championship on Raw.
1: I could agree with that. And I also think yeah. what they're, go- they're going to go about Lars the right way and find all their weak points with Braun that they've, they've run into over the years and make sure they do it the right way with Lars. So I think Braun almost in a way paved the way for Lars. Right. So it was interesting Uh, uh, to look at it that way. So so
0: anyway. Back to back to what Vince was was working was working us with, which was Elias. Elias. Once again, Elias, I like Elias. It's just Elias it's had the same problem with Lacey Evans in these past few weeks and for Elias it's been past few years. It's good. Uh, Fucking Wait, I'm sorry. Already. Before
1: we go on, you mentioned Lacey Evans, and I fucking didn't mention her for Raw. Let's go back to Raw real quick, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Lacey okay. Evans talk about Lacey. also officially signed to Monday Night Raw. Another great addition to the women's division. I love what she's been doing for months. I love what she's doing now with Becky. Now.
0: Now I love it. I, now I like it. I was getting tired of what she was doing. It was I a thought slow she burn. looked really good. She it looked was, really good against Becky. She really slow, slow burned a little bit too long. They should have started it a little later. Just mm-hmm. I'm nitpicking. I know. Um, I thought she was awesome with Becky this week. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, I mean, you don't get fast tracked at an NXT like that if you don't have talent. And Lacey, yeah. she has just the look. She's got the attitude. And she's J- got a great character. They already had.
1: They already had the end result in their heads and what they were going to do with Lacey. So I really liked what they did. They kept her on TV. Okay, she did her music came on. She walked out, walked away, but it kept her on everyone's mind. You know, uh, I
0: I said it a while ago. I said it over a year ago when I first like caught like really started paying attention to her and her gimmick in NXT. I was like, this is a main. You know, we look at Velveteen Dream. We go, this is a main roster gimmick. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Lacey Evans is a main roster gimmick. She doesn't have to change a damn thing.
1: She's the classiest lady in the locker room. I love what she's doing. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm hoping she puts on. She also has a very good, uh, v- very good move set. I thought that Moon she pulled uh, looked killer this week mm-hmm. on Raw when she faced uh, when she faced Natty. That was also actually a really good match too between the two of them. All so right. all right. So anyway, so Lacey Evans, congratulations making it to Raw. Uh, you're going to kick some and ass. yourself And get yourself a title match. Kay, kay, actually, before we go on, man, this is so much about Lacey Evans. She's been on the main roster now since Raw. She has had two matches. One was entrant number one in the Royal, Women's Royal Rumble, and her second match was a number one contenders match against Natty to face Becky. Her third match is going to be a championship match against Becky Lynch at Money in the Bank. Talk about a fucking great start to your main roster career.
0: Yeah. I'm, so. Good I for mean, she's the, proto, she's the prototype of women's wrestlers Vince McMahon loves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Tall, blonde, of course. Tall, blonde, beautiful, and really athletic. Yep. Yeah. So,
1: anyway, so let's go back and finish off with SmackDown. So we're talking about Elias. Uh, I think – we all think it, it was a great move for him to go to SmackDown because, again – he was doing the same shtick over and over again on Raw. He was going nowhere. He hasn't had a championship match since he faced Seth Rollins over a year ago for the IC title. I think he has more opportunity on SmackDown, even if he keeps the same gimmick. Fine, have him come out. He strums the guitar, Stop. but
0: oh, start fucking wrestling, Elias. I'm he not, needs oh, yeah. to start fucking wrestling. I'm
1: not saying I'm yes. Still come out, play the guitar, be your drift, but then always have a match. Don't keep getting interrupted. Yes, Uh, he has to be in the ring because he's good in the ring, too. He's not not a slouch in the ring. He could fucking move.
0: Apparently, rumor has it that he's getting the taker match at the next Saudi Arabia show. That makes sense. Which explains the whole Taker yeah. segment after yeah. after WrestleMania on Raw. So apparently, it's going to be him versus Taker at the next Saudi Arabia show, mm-hmm.
1: which I believe is happening
0: sometime in May. I think
1: that's after Money in the Bank. I think it's no. I think it's before Money in the Bank. Okay, so I think it's Saudi Arabia, then Money in the then Bank, Money in the Bank, Just, and then Double yeah. or Nothing.
0: I can't forget Double. Are we not nothing. doing back? Is there no backlash this time? I guess. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't I don't even remember hearing about it. No. <laughs> if there is, they're doing a really shitty job of promoting it. Promoting it,
1: right? <laughs> well, yeah. it's a shitty pay-per-view anyway. So yeah. and then the last switch over we saw for the shakeup over to SmackDown was the big dog, Roman Reigns. I called it in our fantasy shakeup. Some people hit me up and they were like, Hell no, Roman's not leaving raw. You know what? I think this was the best move. You take AJ Styles, who's the face of SmackDown, put him on Raw. You take Roman Reigns, who, Tyler or not, love him or hate him, has been the face of Raw for a f- all these years now, put him on a new brand. Have them switch spots and give Roman a fresh start. Because I feel like a lot of yeah. Roman's feuds were getting a little stale on Raw. Get him into some
0: new, some new matchups now over on SmackDown. Yeah. Really looking Absolutely. forward to that. Absolutely, look we, that's, we we can't move on from that. I mean, it wasn't even that Roman's on SmackDown. It's how he arrived it's on SmackDown. It. He came into the freaking Bell Center like a bat out of hell. Huge pop. People were all about it. Comes into in the ring looking meaner than he's looked in a long time. Yep. T- takes Elias right out. Looks at the boss. The boss is giving him lip and he just decks McMahon. And McMahon sold the shit out of it. it was a great sell by Vince. One what, what of the better. I usually hate the Superman punch, but I enjoyed the shit out of that.
1: Because he it, it, it um, was so close. It was nice and short, but he was able to cock that fist back and really. And like I said, Vince really knew
0: how to sell that. He's taken enough stunners over the years. You think he's figured it out by now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Great development for Roman. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what I think every Roman Reigns hater has wanted to see since Roman Reigns has been rocket-strapped. I want to see this attitude. I want to see him come and say, this is my yard, Not not even your yard, Vince. Come at me. Yep. And I want to see it every week. I don't want to come out next week and be like, hey, sorry, I got a little overreacted. I got excited. No. Show up on SmackDown next week and slap the shit out of Vince yeah. again. Yep. You know, and slap the shit at anybody that gets in your way. And then go find Kofi Kingston and take that title off him. You want to Drill know what yard. I
1: find interesting? Drill yard, prove it. You know what I find interesting? Ever since the McMahon-Helmsley regime kind of made their return, We really don't see Vince on Raw that much. He is making his presence known on SmackDown a lot more often. Hmm. I wonder why. Because they're moving to Fox.
0: Fox has said they wanted a McMahon on TV. Mm -hmm. So they're getting. Looks like they're getting the McMahon on TV. That's not going to last though. Because what's going to happen
1: the same time they move to Fox? XFL season starts.
0: Yeah, you could. He could easily appear on TV and still. Look at this, or they could have backstage TV.
1: segments that they could pre record stuff and have videos of them. They could very easily still keep them relevant. Or this him physically ends with
0: there. this ends with Roman writing Vince off TV. Ooh, oh like, man, I like that. The possibilities are endless here. Mm-hmm. You may, and then Flair comes yeah. back and takes his, his 50% share again.
1: <laughs> Oh man. All right, well, listen, let's finish up the last few superstars that were switched over to SmackDown. They were not on television, but it was listed on WWE.com after SmackDown went off the air. Uh, We have Heavy Machinery officially on the SmackDown roster adding to the tag division there. Mickey James, another female to add to the women's roster. Again, we're adding depth to the SmackDown women's roster, which I think is awesome. Um, Apollo Crews. Uh, g- good for him, I hope he gets a good start with this now these next two are interesting we broke up a tag team and we broke up a stable we broke up Bobby Roode and Chad Gable as Chad Gable is now going to be a single star on Smackdown, which again, great I like him better yeah. as a singles wrestler let him do his thing um, as, so I hope this needs to like heal Bobby Roode on Raw, yes I hope so, yeah, and I, and I, I think yeah. with the amount of baby faces we have over there now we could afford to have some more heels. Like we already have AJ Yo. Styles, Miz, Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman. We can get some more heels over Yo, Give
0: on. me some heel Rude versus I, Seth Rollins mm-hmm. after like the title, man. Yeah. I'd be all for that. <laughs> It'd be a great match. It would help. It would help. I would right. elevate Bobby Roode a lot, even if he lost. Right. Uh,
1: and last but not least, uh, this is when WWE broke my fucking heart. They broke up the riot squad and moved Liv Morgan over to SmackDown. Good for Liv. That means that they see potential in her to add her as a single star to the women's roster. Again, it's more depth to SmackDown. I don't think her and Sarah Logan should have been broken up. I think her and Sarah should have stayed as a tag team, and Ruby Riot should have went to SmackDown. Yes, and, or they or they just should have yes. kept no, the two together. No, you I don't just, care.
0: just nailed it. They should have put Ruby on SmackDown and left the other two. And honestly, between Sarah and Liv, I I think Sarah is the better of the two with the brighter future. Well, Sarah's
1: also a more um, a more tenured I don't want to say tenured but a uh, she has a more of a history in wrestling than Liv does. Liv is homegrown from the Performance Center. Uh, Sarah Logan was Crazy Mary Dobson on the Indies.
0: Does Sarah Logan become a part of the, the Viking experience? experience?
1: That was something I saw funny on Twitter. That uh, I looked at it, I laughed, and I'm like, "Nah." Then I was
0: like, "Maybe." Her and she married the row, right? Yeah, her and right. Raymond Rowe yeah. are married. Her Sarah and Rowe they had like a viking i a wonder viking if their wedding. weddings i wonder if their wedding is what gave vince the idea to do the viking experience right what if we took your wedding and, and we made it a gimmick mm-hmm. and you win all the t- titles
1: <laughs>
0: you win all the titles <laughs> <laughs> oh. no no you pillage all the titles you just take them just take them all <laughs> I don't you know, burn what? the ring down it's very interesting
1: to see now what's going to happen with uh, Liv, Sarah, and Ruby. But uh, yeah, so that rounds out our official shakeup. Now, we mentioned a couple names. We have a few names that are still in limbo. Uh, Sammy Zane,
0: first who of all. Won bra- who won Raw this week, by the way?
1: was the fucking MVP of Raw. First of all, I love heel Sammy. Love heel Sammy. Talk about yeah. someone being over in his hometown. Between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens this week, Montreal fucking loved them. But Sami really knew how to get that crowd going. I thought that was a great segment. Uh, We did not see Sami on SmackDown this week, but he has not been announced on what brand he's going to be on. He was on both brands the prior week. So that's kind of in limbo. Interesting to see where he ends up. I think the easiest thing for them to do, I'm not saying I want to see this, is take heel Sammy against face Kevin Owens. But I don't really want to see them face each other for a while. I'd rather see Sammy stay on Raw, keep them
0: separated. I think that's what you're going to say. I think you're going to see Sammy on Raw and try to establish himself as, at the very least, the top mid-card heel Mm -hmm. on Raw. Right. Yeah. Which is a good spot for him, and he said he won RAW this week. He he knows how to hold the audience in the palm of his hand.
1: Yeah,
0: I w- I'm not gonna lie. I would have liked to have seen Sammy bulk up a little while he was gone. Yeah, I you know I'm still kind of the same yeah.
1: has like the same still kind
0: of yeah yeah you know, yeah. But I mean, it, he's a great and maybe maybe he doesn't want to do it because it would affect his style too much. And that's, I respect that, right? You know, but yeah, I mean, appearance means a lot in this industry. I don't want to see him keep getting passed by because, you know, he's not built like some of these dudes, especially with, you know, Braun Strowman seems to look better and better by the week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, Braun you got AJ be- over there. Dude, Braun looks awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. Braun looks like he'd go play for the Giants right now. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Actually, the Giants could use a tackle. <laughs> they, could a they could use some offensive linemen, yep. just saying.
1: And then, of course, you have guys like CrossFit Jesus, aka Seth Rollins, in the fucking shape of his life. You were saying AJ Styles. You got guys that are in great shape. Sammy's in yeah, good
0: shape. Just, and just, 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 just a thought just a for Sammy. Yeah.
1: I feel like he's a little more toned than he was when he, when he before he was away on injury. He's not. He didn't bulk up, but I can think he's a little more defined in his muscle mass. A little more toned. It yeah. Seems like. So, staying on the topic of mid-card, uh, we mentioned earlier Samoa Joe. He's our current U.S. champion. With Balor going to SmackDown with the IC title, I think, I think we'll end up seeing Joe on Raw probably in the upcoming week. Uh, I feel yeah, like Joe's also.
0: Go ahead. Joe's kind of out of opponents, and he can continue his Rey Mysterio I would, thing. Yes, him and Rey Mysterio, him and Andrade.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, even though Sami Zayn's a heel, you could put him and Sami Zayn in a match. Sami Zayn could be a very good U.S. champion. Again, Sami Zayn could be another good name to be in that lineage of U.S. champions. Yeah, yeah, but,
0: yeah and you could put Sami Zayn against Joe because Joe may be packaged as a heel, but he's received like a face. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, let's talk about Bray Wyatt. What the fuck is up with these video packages?
0: I mean, you're your classic Bray Wyatt, you know.
1: It's very I mean, it, different. It's, it's very different from like the original Wyatt family style ones. Uh, you could tell these are, I think, are a little more solo. Um, if that makes sense, like these come off as if it's a one man. It, it, it's a one man show. Like the Wyatt they're family ones, there. you kind of yeah, you you kind of saw that. Okay, there's gonna be a group, there's a a team, a family of people. But these, right. it's these look like they're singular individual superstars. Well, in this case, Bray Wyatt, but I they're very very out there. Uh, very like Wyatt very family
0: weird. stuff. Wyatt family promos were weird. These are like just straight up creepy. Yeah. Yeah, so, like straight up creepy. But Dude, if he, he shows up dressed like if he shows up dressed like a woman, I might quit wrestling.
1: Oh, yeah! If he dresses, if he comes dressed up like Sister Abigail, that's that's gonna suck.
0: It's that's gonna really suck a lot. Gonna suck. That's gonna suck. Yeah. That's gonna be a big piece of shit. Big what, piece of shit in the middle of the ring.
1: Where do you think he's going to end up? Because he's still in limbo, not set to a brand, and they showed his video packages on both Raw and SmackDown.
0: AEW.
1: Hey. A- when in doubt, sign with AEW. they they, they sign multi million dollar contracts.
0: At least um, six million. I would, it's probably probably on SmackDown. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm thinking. I think Bray yeah. Wyatt did awesome on SmackDown this first time around. Remember, remember when he was WWE champion? Yeah, that happened. Yeah, dude, that was a thing. I would love I would love to see that happen again with Bray Wyatt. But I'm really looking forward to seeing him make a return and see in. Uh, what capacity he's going to make an impact on the main roster again?
0: And when he comes back, dude's got to start winning some big matches. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be the biggest thing for him. He's got to start. They got to start putting him over in some big matches if he's gonna make it. Or you know, they have to put him in the right situation where he can go over in a big match. Yeah, you Sweet. know, oh, and not not against like the Undertaker at WrestleMania.
1: Right. Did I just hear myself say three? Three minutes and we're out of here. The clock is ticking and we're in the clear. We got three minutes and we're out of here. We got three minutes and we're out of. We got three minutes and we're out of here. The clock is ticking. Alright, fam. Well, that's all the time we have for today. If this is your first time tuning in, I am JC Bones. You can follow me on Twitter at JC Bones. That's Bones with Z.
0: And I am your good doctor, Doc Otts. And you can find me on Twitter at D-R-H-A-A-S-E, number four, W-C.
1: And you could also follow our third man, Johnny Smarks, on Twitter at Johnny Smarks a lot. And that makes us the 4th Wall WrestleCast. If you've enjoyed the 4th Wall experience and you've enjoyed our episode 22 super show, because we're about two hours in right now, please show your support by... Following us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Fourth Wall Cast. While you're there, please give Wrestle Addict Radio a follow on Twitter at Addict Wrestle. Don't forget to buy our merch at Represent.com. Search for Wrestle Addict Radio and pick up your fresh Fourth Wall swag. Last but not least, join the Fourth Wall fam by going to Patreon.com/FourthWallWrestleCast. Any donation, big or small, goes a long, long way. So please be sure to tell all your friends to like, share, subscribe, and join our Patreon and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore once again. We are the 4th Wall WrestleCast. Goodbye and good night.
0: Gutenacht,
1: War, 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 war. Viking, 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 Viking. small nipples, don't I? What, are they, like the size of a dime?
0: I got a little small nipples, man. <laughs> 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 All right, man. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, um, this was, I'm a was a super show. was a super show. Too sweetly, bro. You yeah, baby. <clears throat> Later. <laughs>
1: It's a wrap.